I anticipate could be the trickiest to come up with a checklist for is that um, middle management, middle leadership group. And I'm empathetic with that group in particular because they are often sandwiched uh, in between. But that's the part of the sandwich, mate. That's that, right. that middle part of the sandwich is where the sandwich is at. Without that, it's just two bits of bread. That's it's. <laughs> but even the saying middle management yes. is a derogatory. Yep. It is. Yeah. It is. It, and to Kate's point, I, I feel they, they a lot play of a right vital now. role. Just so, so let's not undermine that role. I wonder whether we are articulating as clearly as we need to what that role actually is and what that role needs to be. Um, so yeah, that Kate. role is like any role in an organisation. You are a doer, and you are also a leader. And as a leader, you need to be coached. <laughs> so I actually think it comes back to the CEO, the, the level above, whether it's CEO or how many reports, they need to be coaching that, whether middle management, I totally agree with you, it's not the right term, but what was that, those implementers of the vision and the strategy. Mm-hmm. So if they're not being coached, how are they going to then coach effectively work of three, four, five? Right? So to me, it comes down to I do have uh, sympathy for that middle management, but the buck actually stops with the CEO and the board to make sure that there's enough coaching in for that middle management so they're equipped yes. with the clarity but also the skills to then coach the next level down. They sometimes fall in a bit of a crack because, yeah. you know, in, in in business terms there's love affairs with CEOs and you, you read the fin each day and you, you, it's all about these leaders and what yeah. they've done. And then obviously most recently this whole customer centricity, then now there's a big love affair with front lines of yes. big service delivery business. Yes. It's all about the front line. But who's talking about – a message from a leader to a front line will either get enhanced, accelerated, or it will get diffracted mm-hmm. and sprayed around. Diluted. At, yeah, at that level. Yes. And we don't – I, you know, I think I'm guilty of this. I talk about the layer in our business being incredibly important, but I don't, I'm just reflecting now. I don't think that I've articulated well enough why. And yes. that it links to the topic of getting the right stuff done mm. because they're in the detail mm. with the people who, at the other level, that are, is getting the stuff. So if you don't have that, the, the ability there to coach on judgment, because that's what it's all about, right? You're just judging what's more important than the other thing. If they don't have the skills, then that's why it's all lost. Exactly the part of the business where you get the yes. greatest clash of priorities. Because mm-hmm. leadership's really clear because usually oh, boards a- and CEOs, it's these five things and it's usually their pay's linked to it. And and someone who's who's on the tools at the front line to our customers, their remit's pretty tight. Yeah, because they're we're, responding. They're and seeing we, the and response. if they say something wrong to a customer that could end up in legal, you know, that never has. So they get trained on it exactly how, this, how we can do this robotic action, but it's... The middle is most ambiguous, potentially. And you use that word judgment, and that's the right word. Um, the, the reason it's ambiguous is where you know, I've said this so many times, but it's the cliche of choosing between right and right. That's that's the, that's the ground you're in, and I and there's all these other messaging coming out. We need to stand out from the crowd. Like I can tell you how many uh, organisations I go into. If I'm speaking to someone at that sort of middle level of an organisation, they're saying, "Colin, help us to create the brand of our team. Help." my own personal brand as a leader, help us to tell a stronger narrative. Um, and at some level, I think that's a crying out for we. everyone else is standing out. How do I stand out too? Celebrating a role player just doesn't play out, doesn't come into mind. And um, therefore it comes back to the leader. Yep. 
to I, his team or her team as CEO is that group. Yes. And how do you manage those personalities, those norms, what is, you know, rewarded and what is celebrated, what is tolerated, what isn't? I was with a um, – I was in a facilitated workshop, facilitating a workshop yesterday and I, I was struck by one comment from a, quite a senior person in that room who said, I think we've all lost sight of who we actually work for. Um, and uh, – she said, when I go around our organisation, everyone says, I'm the best at this. I'm the best at this. I've chosen this industry. I've chosen this career. And they've chosen their functional careers. And they've lost sight of who they've actually, who's actually allowing them to do that. Who's actually... Um, so there's some, I don't know, there's some fascinating things that are that playing out. That comes to the shared mindset. Right. So really what buy And whose role is that? What buy-in do I have on a shared mindset if I'm remunerated and I'm rewarded for my my division, whether it's compliance, whether it's legal, whether it's production, whatever it is, yeah. I don't have a shared mindset. And that's why likes of equity ownership, you know, different shared KPIs or remuneration, the essence of you're trying to help that. Yeah. If you can have a success in isolation that's not linked into the bigger picture, then you're never going to buy into the bigger picture because you can just sit in your silo and be happy with what you've accomplished, I guess. And this is the story of, again, a story we've shared in season one around the stand-up comedian versus the yes. impro troupe. That's right. Yes, uh, uh, being happy with being able to forge your own little uh, nook and be happy treading in that water or being involved in a team and contributing to other people's success and all of that. So, yeah, and mm. buying and that buying to team success as opposed to individual accomplishments for and sure. The, the thing I love about that narrative and that culture is I get celebrated when I'm invited back to join another team. So I get renowned even across the world mm. as a as a brilliant team player, mm -hmm. not the best, funniest, I'm the best team player. Um, I want to change this conversation ever so slightly and then maybe lift it back to up to where we were and, you know, find a way of actually grounding this or you know, having something to take away. Mm -hmm. In this room I have um, people who others would look at and say, you've been a success, you are a success, you've done amazing things. Uh, you've had a great career. Um, how do we all get things done? I'm going to look at you first, Kate. Um, even something you just said before, I'm on two school, school boards. I know you've been on Survivor. I know you've been an international executive. You still are. I now you know you're involved in a startup. I know you mentor me, <laughs> like in phone calls. So how do you – and you're a parent <laughs> and you're a wife and you're a – I'm a Friend. good wife, by the way. Podcast. And a, good wife. Podcast. And a podcast. podcast expert. So how do you get stuff, the right stuff done? For me, I never lack motivation. So I do have a love of learning. So I think that underpins the – I have a curiosity. So uh, then what follows from that is focus. And I think in moving out of a corporate world where, you know, with Goldman's for – 17 years, very clear majority of your life is that, that's sort of given to you. Going into an office, you're given that focus. So I, I found that quite straightforward. Moving outside of that into working with a startup in London where everyone's asleep when I'm awake, as well as building a portfolio of other things, that's when I'm really trying to hone the skills of the focus. Uh, one thing is I try to contribute to my main event – 
knowing what the main event is. Right. So and the main event is the startup and the so there is that's the majority of my day, you know, because yes. I think something is you can have thinking time and all that, but you've got to make sure you are contributing the majority of your time to one thing. To be very so that clear would be about problematic that. if you end up spending more time doing other yeah. things. Yeah, okay. yeah, like a portfolio approach. Yeah, okay. yeah, but but there is a main event. I know the main event. Yep. For me, I've got to know the main event, and then working out how the other things fit in around the main event. Now, what you find is everything contributes to everything, and that's the interesting thing. The older you get, right? Having this conversation and thinking about leadership, and Chris even said it, you were reflecting on yourself in this conversation. So you do find it all, but actually getting stuff done, it actually requires time. Mm. So the other secret is, as we all know, work takes work. Yeah. <laughs> reading takes reading time. Thinking takes thinking time. So acknowledging that you need to create blocks of time to do that. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't just happen on the fly, I, uh, that, not for me anyway. Um, and then in that time of what is allocated, whether it's to affirmative investment management or whether it's to a podcast, being present in that time. Yes. I'm very good at that and I think I've always been good at that, of um, putting in the when I'm here, thinking about this, this is what I'm thinking about. Mm-hmm. But because I know I have an allocated amount of time to the other tasks in my diary in different times. Yes. So protective of time I think is, is the key for me. Chris, a father, I'll position as much as I know, a father, a husband, a CEO, a CEO of a um, European-owned global business, a uh, vested, a continued interest in things like sports, um, friendships, wakeboarding. Not quite as impressive as Kate when you, <laughs> you I know, but I know you were I'm reaching. Yeah, you would, I mean, there's a bunch of other stuff. I'm happy to shoot myself. Sorry, we haven't got to me yet, Chris. You, you no, wait to hear okay. my, I feel my it's bio. A, it's a tough position because I, I think Kate uh, really nailed the answer. So I'm going to fumble around it and probably just say focus. Another word that's sort of got a bad brand is discipline. And discipline is, oh, it's so old-fashioned. Well... I'm sorry, but discipline's probably the old-fashioned version, probably the the um, grittier version of focus. And I think discipline is very important. Um, so all the things that Kate said, I'd, I'd endorse. I'd just amplify, just personally, about discipline and effort, rewarding effort. We talk at home about effort with our daughter at school. It's just live. It's just about your effort, and we'll worry about report cards later. It's just, do you think? You tried as hard as you could. And we say that in careers and when I look back at the things that I've done, it's just because usually liked it, really enjoyed it, to Kate's point about curiosity. But it just you just got to work hard. Yeah. I'd love to be able to be a little bit more sophisticated about it and, yeah. and throw this incredible thing into to all your listeners. But <laughs> And people know whether they're working hard or not. Yeah. They just know. And they don't, people don't often like to say, I haven't, I haven't. But I, I think when people put their head down on the pillow, they know, did I give it a real go today? Yeah. Mm. And I think what underpins all of that is, are you doing what really interests you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, interest mightn't be passion. I'm not, I don't, no, I'm not sure we all have to sit and work in what is passionate. But is there something in what you were doing, might be at a very low level, that actually sparks your interest? Yes. Because that actually is an easy starting point mm. because then you can go from that platform to put in your best effort. I think another thing is what's very powerful I've found 
with impressive people has been their self-awareness. Is understa- understanding what I like to do and what I don't like to do, understanding what I'm good at and what I'm really not good at. And hopefully the things that you don't like to do and you're not good at come together so you can just avoid those. But the things that you like to do, hopefully you're good at it and usually you are. And just being really clear on those mentally as well. Mm. Rick Brown, host of Leadership of Fools, improviser, uh, farmer. Reese, farmer, husband. A farmer. Fa- I'm a farmer. No. Father. <laughs> uh, I play outdoor cricket. Outdoor uh, cricket. I, I can solve the Rubik's Cube in under like five minutes. Um, you actually you know. a bit of a Scrabble champion, is that? No, no, no but maybe I should focus on that. Um, crosswords? Uh, yeah, I like a crossword, but I'm not like I'm not that great at it, but I like them. Um, roller derby? Uh, I watch roller derby for sure, and um, and I've seem to be successfully breeding a lot of future roller derby <laughs> champions. You're like a roller derby stud. <laughs> yeah, that's what I am. Uh, I've got roller derby genes ready to pass on. Um, what else, Colin? Uh, geez, I'm. I mean, I'm. I'm. I can say several words in French and Italian and Dutch. You know, because I, I, I've been to all those countries, so I learnt just enough to to say hello to people. I mean, that's almost multilingual in many ways. Uh, my bio is. I mean, we could go on for hours with my accomplishments, um, but that's enough for now. Um, and as a, as a, as an improviser, as a performer, I think they're probably the. It's it's no mystery. It's resilience is key because you get knocked down a lot. Um, <laughs> anyone who survives in the industry has had their fair share of setbacks. Performing and, arts. And, um, yes, the it's a it's it, Auditions. You, you need a tough skin. Yeah, you need to be. You need to have a lot of people judging you to your face and telling you that you're you're not what they're looking for. <laughs> um, you just need to be better. That's all you need to be. Um, <laughs> that's the feedback you get a lot. Just be better. Um, <laughs> So resilience is key, persistence is key and um, being open is huge. Being open to um, opportunities that come your way, great. being That's aware great. that you, that there's more to learn and that you need to be open to developing yourself in ways you weren't necessarily expecting um, and, and being really dedicated to creating opportunities and not waiting for opportunities. <laughs> <laughs>